Good morning. I wanted to thank uh, Randy and the worship team. Thank you very much, folks. I love uh, songs of praise, and you touched our hearts. And may the Lord be glorified in these songs. We need some more, and I hope the Lord will give you strength to always bless us with more songs very soon. Needless to say, Sylvia and I miss you very much. We miss you a lot. And I hope that all of you are doing very well. And uh, before we start, let us say a word of prayers. Thank you, Father, for another morning. The Lord gave us this beautiful day, and we want to honor you with it. So take your word. Use your per this person, Lord, for the edification, for the encouragement, and for comfort. We pray that your name will be glorified. In this wonderful name we pray. Amen. My subject today is the God of all comfort. You know, uh, the psalmist had a verse there in Psalm 94, 19. And it says, when my anxious thoughts multiply within me, thy consolations delight my soul. And then in the New Testament, in 2 Corinthians chapter, first chapter, verse 3, we read, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Comfort and consolations are synonyms, and I will refer them to uh, during the message. I want to have to talk about three uh, subjects today. The first one, God loves us. The second one, God cares for us. And the third one is God has a great future planned for us. We want to be encouraged, and uh, may the Lord give us the encouragement and the comfort that he has in store for us. The psalmist, a man of tested and proven faith, was perplexed by his suffering and hard times, but he was absolutely sure the Lord was on his side and would see him through. His testimony gives light and encouragement to all of God's children in their times of suffering, confusion, and mental anguish. I know many hearts are weary from this pandemic, this, this virus, and all the trouble that is happening in our nation. And uh, 
I don't see any answer in sight, but God knows. We need to be cheered. We need to be encouraged. And God is the only one who can do that and no one else. His consolations make all the difference in the world. Today, I would like to bring to your attention these three words. Number one, God loves us. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus' love for us has no limit. Love is not only one of God's attributes, it is also an essential part of his nature. Someone wrote, God's love is like oil to the wheels of obedience. It enables us to run the way of God's commandments. And without such love, we are nothing. How true. The Bible declares God is love. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 16, it says, And we have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. Shortly after the Korean War, a hungry boy wandered the darkened streets trying to find shelter from the bitter cold of winter. Excuse me, the bitter cold of winter. A night watchman noticed his plight and said, Child, go to that house that you see the lights outside and say to the one who answers the gate, John 3, 16. But I do not know what John 3.16 is, replied the boy. Nevertheless, desperation took him to the gate and brought that strange expression to his lips. He did not understand, but he whispered, John 3.16. The lady smiled and took him in, and he entered the warm house, and he was puzzled as he thought, I do not know what this John 3.16s mean, but it sure makes a cold Korean boy warm. Seeing his pale face, the lady soon had him seated before a steaming bowl of soup. As he ate, he thought again, I do not know what this John 3.16, but it sure makes a hungry Korean boy full. After a bath, he lay there on the warm bed with tears flowing down his cheeks. I do not know what John 3.16 is, he thought, but it must be the most wonderful thing in the whole world. It makes a strange lady love a Korean boy, for God so loved the world. Friends, God's love is unending despite our failures, mistakes, and weaknesses. He will not deny his own. The word says, having loved his own, he loved them to the end. His love covers 
a multitude of sins. Cheer up, dear Christian. The Lord loves you. You know, when I thought about Peter, he lied about being one of the disciples. But God loved him. The mothers and their little children, when they came to the Lord, were a problem to the disciples, but never to God. God loved them. The Samaritan woman refused to give Jesus a drink from the well. But God loved her. No matter, no matter what your life has been like, he still loves you. The question is, how much do you love God? Do you love the Lord? It's a question, it's a good question for each one of us to think about. Uh, pastor was retiring and had delivered his last sermon from the pulpit where he had preached many years. One of the faithful members stopped as she went out the door and asked, Do you know what the most important thing you said in all these years? What was that? The pastor inquired, so he might learn of one way he had helped someone. You told us we cannot do anything to get God to stop loving us, was the quiet answer. Yes, for God so loved the world, John 3.16, that he gave his only son. He died for us and saved us. And in spite of our shortcomings, he still loves us. And he will continue loving us. He will not stop loving us. My second point is God cares for us. We are living in an extremely dangerous age. I think you've heard the saying, this is a God-forsaken world. How true it is. After seeing all the scenes that are happening in our country, I say, Lord, please interfere. We need your help. While we agree that there is a lot of evil in this world, we know that God was, has not forsaken us. With Christ with us, in fact, in our hearts, we are never alone. He is always with us, as he promised. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And this great God who dwells in us knows all about us. He knows where we live. He knows how much money we have. He knows our goings and comings. He knows our secret sins and what our favorite foods are. He knows how hard we try to be good also before others, but his eyes sees us all. He knows our strengths 
and he knows our weaknesses, our fears, our dreams. He knows our doubts, and he sure knows our burdens and our blessings. He knows how to treat us in our ailments and to comfort us, especially during these trying times. George MacDonald, a man of God, once wrote, How often we look upon God as our last and feeblest resource. Isn't that true? We go to him because we have nowhere else to go. And then we learn that the storms of life have driven us not upon the rocks, but into the desired havens, into the arms of God. In Ezra's prayers, we find the following verse, which is so comforting. And it says, our God has not forsaken us, but has extended loving kindness to us. Yes, he cares. We sometimes are not willing to open ourselves to, to him at all, but he knows the whole story already. In spite of all our failures, he stands by us, not as a neutral being like so many, but as our dearest friend, no matter what the situation is or what we are going through, our our is it a tragedy? Is it a problem? Is it a loss of uh, a job? It's a, a loss of a deal? Whatever it is, rest assured, nothing escapes him nor slides by him. He cares and walks with us and shows us that he is the all-caring and all the all-powerful sovereign God. He will never leave us, as I said. We find him reassuring. The psalmist wrote through the Holy Spirit, and he will call upon me, the Lord is telling me, he will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will rescue him and honor him. Not only that, I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with a long life. I will satisfy him and let him behold my salvation. Is this a God who cares? Enjoy him. Let us cling to our Savior. Let us trust him all the way. He promised that he will quiet our hearts and worse all things according to his will. It says in the Bible, all things work together according to his will. There is no refuge like our God and no shield like our Savior. John Darby said, God, God's, God's 
ways are behind the scenes. Notice, but he moves all the scenes which he is behind with his little finger. He is in control. He is in total command of his family. And he will achieve his purpose in our lives. Someone wrote, please listen to this. God writes with a pen that never blots. Speak with a tongue. He speaks with a tongue that never slips. And acts with a hand that never fails. Does this comfort you? God cares. And God cares about us all together. And we are thankful for such a living God and Savior. My third point. God has a great future planned for us, for you and for me. First and foremost, God is eternal. He holds tomorrow in his hands. He has planned for us a future so glorious. Smile that our minds cannot now begin to comprehend it. And he, he, in his eternal wisdom and majestic power, will bring his plan to complete fulfillment in his own time and his, in his own way. May it be soon, Lord. Paul caught a glimpse of what is awaiting his children when he went to paradise and returned and he wrote, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. You'll find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. We as citizens of this great country prepare for what we think is our future. And we try to save and plan. There's nothing wrong with that. We try to plan for our children's college. As much as these feeble, feeble minds can prepare, we plan for retirement. We plan for trips to take on vacation. Hopefully we can do some of this next year. And do we have that assurance? Are we going to reach that point? Are we going to relax finally and rest from the toils of what we're going through? All what we plan, all what we dream of, all what we think we are going to do this and that and the other thing, all of it, well and good but we can never guarantee, guarantee the future. From the youngest baby to the oldest man or woman, we can never, never guarantee the future. The only security we have is the security of the word of God that guarantees our future life, period. 
Do you have that security? Do you have that insurance policy? Do you have that assurance? If we are sure of God's salvation and the experience of his forgiveness, then we can say God has a great future prepared for me. From our midst, a dear husband, father, and grandfather went to be with the Lord because of this pandemic. His life was well organized and was wise enough to plan for now and the future. He listened to God's voice earlier in life and committed his future plans to Jesus Christ. Death came suddenly, and we don't know why. But one thing we know, that he is today in paradise according to God's plan for his children. As we transit this life, we are daily plagued with unanswerable questions that disturb us. And many questions come to our mind. Why did God allow this to happen? Why did God allow this to happen to me? Why did he allow a plane to go down? Yes. And many other questions. They're endless. And guess what? With no answers. The only answer comes from heaven. The Apostle Paul assured us that God has an answer. For now, he says, we see in a mirror dimly, then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall understand in full what a great God that we have. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the chapter of love, verses 12. God also prepared for us new homes in a new place. He said, let not your heart be troubled. He took care of everything. I go to prepare a place for you, so that where I am there you shall be also. John 14, 2 and 3. This place that he prepared for us is heaven my dear friends, is heaven where he lives. He didn't do like people do here. Those who are well-to-do, they live in their own uh, palaces, shall we say, and others live in different homes, simple homes. We will be with him where he is. And more than that, too, he has to prepare us and to prepare our bodies for heaven. He, he planned for us new bodies. Paul assured us that the returning Christ will change our lowly body to be like his glorious body. 
And John confirms this in his writing in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. We know that when he appears, O Lord, come, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. In this sad scene where killing is happening almost every day, this is in our land, confusion and hatred are now dominant, and our society is not what it used to be. Do you agree with me? But we find comfort in knowing that God is loving, he's kind, he's changeless. When the world since the very beginning was sinking in sin, God looked, and we mentioned John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but has everlasting life. This is the God we have, the God of love, the God who cares, and the God who is planning our future. Believer, Christian, do not worry about the future. If you are saved, if you know that Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior, you're secured. You are secured. Then be at peace. He is in control. We look to him for the goodness, guidance, calmness. He is the one, the only one who can calm your worries, your doubts, and our disturbed hearts nowadays and give us strength we desperately need. With faith, with hope in a good future, and his love, we would trust him and throw ourselves completely on him. We give him our families, our present, our future, our lives, our souls, everything we are or ever shall be now and forever, come rain or sunshine, in life and in death, God has a great future planned for us. Be comforted, dear Christian, and this shall pass. What we are going through, it's been almost seven months now, what we're going through, this shall pass. A woman was asked, she says, aren't you disturbed about what you're seeing? He answered, he said, I am so glad that the word says, and this shall pass, and it's not going to stay.
All we must do is to throw ourselves, as I said, on him for his eternal love, his secured care, and his glorious plans for our lives. Plans, the Bible says, plans to prosper, not to harm us, to give us a future and a hope. And may the Lord bless his word to our hearts. Let's pray. Our precious Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that we can still approach the throne of grace, knowing there our, our prayers will be heard. And this simple message will have an effect in our hearts. So assure each and every one of your eternal love, Lord. A love that endures regardless and remains for eternity. Assure each and every person in this congregation of your care. And the word that says, just throw yourself on him, your cares. And he will take care of you. And the plans, all the plans, all our plans, Lord, we put them at your feet. And I know most of us, if not all, we have plans for the future. If it is your will, if you give us life, some of them or all of them may happen. If not, We'd love to hear the trumpet sound and leave everything and quit the plans and everything. And us and our families will meet you in the air and will be with you forever and ever. That is the best thing that can ever happen to us. Until then, until we see you face to face, help us increase our faith, Lord. Give us the grace to continue and help us, Lord, never to forget that you love us. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. The meeting is over. May the Lord bless you and be with you. And see you Sunday, next Sunday. Enjoy the rest of the day with your families.